episode number 58. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor-Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. I am about to lead a retreat in just a few hours, which is why this week I am publishing the podcast on a Sunday rather than a Tuesday. I wanted to be sure that you received the weekly podcast on time, and so I am recording and publishing the podcast today. Before I share this week's story, I wanted to let you know that the next Getting Unstuck Challenge is coming up. This one is going to be a three-day challenge, and it will be taking place at the end of the month, Sunday, June 24th through the 26th. Last challenge, we had over 200 people from around the world participate, and I received a lot of responses of how the challenge, how my videos, and how my interactions with the people in the challenge group really made a difference in people's lives. So if you have never joined me on a challenge, or even if you have, I hope that you consider joining me on this one. The link to join the challenge is in the show notes. Okay, ready for today's story? This happened just about two weeks ago. It was a Friday night, and my husband and I were at prayer services. My kids are usually either in and out of the synagogue during that time, or they're on the playground, which is probably most of the time. And when it gets dark, they usually go home, even before my husband and I arrive. We're in like late spring right now, So prayer services start late, which means dinner starts late. On Friday nights around this time of year, sometimes we don't even sit down to the table until like eight o'clock, which is fine because there's no school the next day and we're not on any schedule. So prayer services ended and I found myself catching up with some friends I haven't seen in a while. Now, typically I don't stay long after services end. Actually, the opposite. I usually rush home and I get the house ready for the meal and for our guests. But two weeks ago, we didn't have any guests. And getting the house ready for my family, I knew it was only going to take a few minutes. So I decided to stay for a bit longer than I usually do. And on my way home, I stopped by a friend's house just to check up on her because apparently she was supposed to partake in the service or something like that. And everyone was concerned because she didn't show up. Anyway, I stopped by her house and I found out that there was miscommunication and she wasn't supposed to take part in anything that night. And the point is, I just got caught up in a conversation with her. And just as I stepped out of her house to go home, I saw one of my kids running up the path and it appeared that he was looking for something or someone. And then I realized he was looking for me. Ah, I thought to myself, they just probably want to eat dinner. They're waiting for me. I really ought to get home. So I called out his name. He didn't see me because it was dark. And he responded, Ima, come home now. Run. There's blood everywhere. Oh, 
So I run home in my high-heeled sandals just to find my youngest child, Seven, standing at the doorway with blood gushing from his mouth. What happened? What happened? Where's Appa? And through his tears, he cried, I fell. She, he pointed to my daughter, had her leg out and I tripped over it. And I was trying to play emergency doctor in that moment and just try to find out what happened and what the damage was and did we need a hospital. And I found out within a few minutes that he chipped his front tooth in half. And while that was and is a big shame, that was the worst part of the event. He was fine. But my husband starts, I don't know which word I would choose to describe what he was doing, whining, complaining, blaming, deriding me, whatever, one of those words, okay? This is what he says. Where were you? Where were you? The kids are going crazy because you weren't here. And that's why Amir fell. And that's why all this happened. Where were you? (laughs) So yeah, that was a sign for me to take a stop. Like I was fine just until about 20 seconds ago. I was talking pleasantly with some friends. I stopped by to see if another friend was okay. Yes, maybe everyone was expecting me to come home early as I always do, but it kind of sounded like I was being blamed for what happened. It kind of sounded like my husband was mad at me or blaming me that my son chipped his tooth. My dear listeners, It only takes one person to transform a situation, just one. And it doesn't always have to be the person who is stuck, though ideally we want it to be that way, but it doesn't always have to be. And in this situation, I knew that my husband was not going to take a stop. He was like on a runaway truck to nowhere. Had I not taken a stop, and I'll tell you what I did in a moment, and had I engaged in his fury, we would have ended up in a different place completely. But we didn't because I took a stop. See, he was expecting me to respond, right? Where were you? Where were you? And I didn't respond. I took a stop. Usually I close my eyes when I take a stop. I think closing my eyes really helps me, but this time I didn't. I kept my eyes opened, I stared at him, and I took one deep breath, and he felt that. And then I quickly went through the stuck method. T, I told myself I was stuck on disappointment for being yelled at for no reason and being blamed for no reason. And I allowed myself just briefly, just for a second, just to feel those emotions in my body. You, I uncovered what was underneath those emotions. And of course, it was kind of easy to figure that out. I believed I shouldn't be welcomed into my home by my husband yelling at me or any family member yelling at me. Yes, that is true. I believe my husband shouldn't be blaming me for something I didn't do. Yes, that is true. I believe I did nothing wrong. Well, yes and no. And so when it's a yes and a no, I say it's a no. And I'll explain why in a minute. So I had one no, and that means I go right to the sea. I had to come up with some other considerations for this situation. 
I considered that yes, it was late. And yes, everyone was hungry. And yes, the table wasn't set. And yes, this is typically my role in the house. So yes, I considered I could apologize for not coming home on time. But I didn't want to take on that consideration because I was being blamed. And I wasn't sure if my husband even heard the words that he was saying to me. So I considered reflecting what he said. Reflecting is a psychological tool where a therapist repeats back to the client what he or she said so that the client or the patient can get clarity and hear for themselves what they just said. When this is done, the client can check in with those words and choose if what was said was really meant in the way that he or she said them. Now, of course, I am not my husband's therapist, but reflecting doesn't only have to occur in a therapist's office or a therapy situation. You can use it anywhere, anytime. It's a fantastic tool. And you don't even need to tell the person that you're using any special technique. You can just do it. So that's what I considered. And that's what I did. I said to my husband, wait, can I just get clear on something? So what you are saying is because I was late, our son fell and chipped his tooth. Yes, I just want to be clear here. And he responded immediately. No, that's not what I'm saying. But where were you? Okay, so he didn't apologize for blaming me, but I wasn't looking for an apology. And I could tell that he realized that his words, what he said, came out in a way that he didn't really mean. But he was still stuck and he was very heated. And I told him I was talking to a few friends after services, just like he does nearly every Friday night when I walk home alone to get things ready for the family. I also told him that I stopped by someone's house just to check on her. I also made it clear, just in case it wasn't, that just because I was late, it didn't cause anyone to get hurt. If the kids were being wild, they were being wild. This could have happened when I was in the house. With three boys and a girl, things happen in our house all the time. I said that to him and he got it. And by that time, everyone had calmed down. My son got some ice for his mouth and we sat down to eat dinner. Well, my son didn't want to eat, but that's okay. He was talking about the fact that it was a baby tooth, which really lightened all of our moods because if it's a baby tooth, then who cares? It'll fall out anyway, but it wasn't. We got it checked and it was an adult tooth, which needs to be repaired and now needs to be watched for the rest of his life. So... Yeah, I totally could get stuck on guilt for that one, but I am not. I am not going to get stuck on guilt, and I am not stuck on disappointment, and I'm not stuck on frustration. I'm not stuck on anything. And I told myself it was okay that I got stuck in the first place, even though the reason I got stuck is because someone else was stuck too. My dear listeners, what about you? Can you think of a recent stuck spot you were in with another person, like in a conversation? Can you imagine using this tool of reflection rather than immediately responding? 
It is not to be done in a deriding way, but rather matter of fact, like, this is what I hear, I just want to be sure that's what you mean. Do you think you can try that? As you probably know, much of what we say isn't always what we mean. And this act of reflection can be incredibly powerful for others and for yourself if someone uses it on you. So maybe just sit with that consideration today and consider using it the next time you're in a conversation with someone, even if neither of you are stuck, just for practice. It's really an awesome way to enhance your mindful listening skills. Okay, my dear friends, remember the next Getting Unstuck Challenge is taking place June 24th for three days. It's a short one this time, and I hope you choose to join me. I wish you a good rest of your day, and as always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.thestuckmethod.com.